Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Writing Guys. Thank you so very much for joining us. We are joined, as usual, by our amazing hosts, D.T. Andrews and Michael Aston, who are going to be answering the question of what is the attraction of porn for men? Me, it's kind of sort of like vanilla cake. You can take it or leave it, but we will dive into that question. See, I take umbrage with that. Vanilla cake is awesome. You put, you put chocolate icing on vanilla cake. It is delicious. If vanilla vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup is the best one of the it's like the top two combos in the world it's it, don't you can't compare it to because porn is definitely not like vanilla cake it's like a baskin robbins it's like everything you could ever want in one place all right do you want me to go ahead and just kick it off and whipped cream right if, i mean if you like nuts oh, and cherry eggs, on top here we go that's right <laughs> You want to put a hot dog in the middle of your Sunday? You go right ahead. They've got a video for that. They've got it. <laughs> that is true. They do. So let's so let's dive in. What is what is the attraction? So there's there's two attractions that I can speak to immediately, and we've already covered the first one a little bit with our Sunday conversation, and that is variety. Um, you get. Uh, a tremendous amount of variety there and and not just in like the way the people look but also in the activities they're performing or in the uh story story that's being (laughs) presented right um and so it allows you to fulfill certain desires that maybe you and your spouse are not particularly interested in doing together right um so if you've got a very adventurous spouse and uh, you and her are willing to do a lot of those things together, well, then your desire for pornography kind of drops away significantly. But let's say you have a significant number of desires that your spouse is like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> right? I'm not wearing that. That's not even, no, leather, it just chafes my skin. Then you're like, okay, well, now I need, I still have that desire and I can't not take care of it. And I think that's an important thing, at least for me, and I, I would assume for most guys, is that sexual desire like that is something that's, it's almost overwhelming, right? It's, it, it can become so consuming of your mental process, you can't continue to function at any kind of high level until you take care of it. So <clears throat> when those desires hit, you're like, well, I guess I'm going to go find a video on that <laughs> and then watch it. And then the other one is, and this is, I, I don't understand. I, I think that I think that women. Uh, this is this is my theory. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think women lie when they say they don't really like porn because every time I've ever watched it with my wife, even for like five minutes, she's gone from I'm really not in the mood to let's get going in like no time, right? So it. It, the second thing that's a really nice thing is, man, we got kids, we got young kids at home and maybe they're down in the basement watching a movie and we've got like 20 minutes to steal away and we don't have the time to go through the normal warm up procedures. Like here, let's just watch a quick little video. All right, now you're ready, let's go. <laughs> right, and, and uh, that way we can, we can still enjoy our time together and we can shortcut that, that uh, normal I can't even remember the term now. Man, I'm blanking on it. That um, foreplay. Foreplay. Yeah, foreplay. Yeah. Shortcut the foreplay. Now, 
I'll be honest with you. I really enjoy foreplay. I really enjoy spending time, you know, caressing my wife and, and starting all that up. So I don't like to shortcut it every time, but sometimes it's like, man, we haven't been together in a while. This is our one little opportunity. Let's take advantage of it. And let's make sure that we give ourselves every opportunity to get to the finish line. So those are the two reasons that I've got for it. Um, all right. I want to hear more. Yeah. We can go into the variety thing for, for days. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, Patricia asks the question and initially I can't think of a single thing. Um, so I'm going to have to take what Michael said, the first half of which I completely agree with the second half of which I have no take on cause I'm not a married man and, and, and go off of that because I think I, I, I agree with what you said about the whole variety thing, but my short answer, which is kind of how I always like to start off with, to Patricia's question is, I can't think of a single thing. I don't know what the attraction to porn is because if you think about porn, pornography, pragmatically, it's disgusting, right? It's disgusting. It's like looking at someone in public with, you know, doing their PDA, you know, their public display of affection on a bus, sticking each other's tongues down each other's throat. You don't want to see that. It's gross. What makes porn any different? It's, it, I mean, beyond context, it's kind of disgusting. Um, so I can't think of anything except for right off the bat variety pornography. I mean, if you want to, uh, see, uh, you know, you got, you've got, uh, the BBW pornography. Ooh, let's check that out. You've got, <laughs> the, uh, you've got the, uh, the, what is it? What the cougar milf? Let's go check out the cougar milf. You know, you've got, uh, different scenarios. You've got BDSM, you've got the uh, glory hole, you've got, uh, whatever it is. The variety is endless. It is like Baskin Robbins. You, your your flavor of pornography is right there at your fingertips, um, and so I guess it's the variety that it it suits every mood. Um, but outside of that, man, I think the reason that we turn to pornography as a society and a culture is because we're too lazy to use our imagination. Um, how? I mean, are we unable to turn ourselves on just thinking about naked people straddling us that we have to go sit on our computer? Well, the answer to that question is yes. Yes, we we have no imagination. We turn to porn for that. And that's the attraction, I think. Well, I got to I got to take umbrage there. Um, I very much can just use my imagination to get all the way to the finish line, but not every time. Right. There are times when. I'm like, yeah, I can, I, th there's so many buckets, right? There's times when I'm like, oh yeah, I can use my imagination. And then there are times when I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of bored with that. I want to see this particular person that I like, you know, specific porn actress, let's say, and I want to watch her. And so I'm, but my memory of her is going to be, you know, like all human memory is going to be flawed. And I, why not? Well, hell, I can go watch a video. Right now I can see her in perfect replication. So, so, but the, the other thing about it, I think a lot of people don't understand it's not just broad categories. You can get into explicit fetishes if you want. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't yeah, I don't have uh, terribly odd fetishes. I don't think from most people's standpoints, but I mean, you, you, the one that everybody likes to bring up is like the foot fetish, right? And foot fetish videos are huge and you stumble into them and you're like, oh, I, how the hell did, I mean, if you're into it, great, go, 
go have fun. But I stumble into that and I'm like, oh yeah, back. No. Oh crap. Now the video, now the site is like suggesting only foot fetish videos. And now I got to try and retrain the algorithm. Right. It's like, yeah. and so, but there's, there's so many things that allow you to explore, uh, you know, ideas that you have or, or, or scenarios that you want to portray that are available to you. And, and I think another mis, a misunderstanding is most people look at it as um, kind of the, the traditional, I think a lot of people are still kind of stuck in like 1980s pornography with like Ron Jeremy and the pound, pound, pound. But the reality is nowadays, the bulk of it is like amateur produced stuff where uh, somebody's just got a, a cell phone mounted on their bed, their nightstand, or they're holding it while they're doing it. And that is a lot more real and a lot less. It's nitty gritty. Yeah. 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 And it, and it's, it's more voyeuristic and it's got a much, a much more real feel to it than it did whenever you're watching somebody who's got silicone breasts and, so yeah, absolutely. And what that what that displays is real people. Like these aren't actresses and models who have spent their lives, you know, gearing up to be a, a physical icon of the pornography industry. They're right. just like real people. And there's so there's so much more relatability to that style of amateur pornography than the which you you said so eloquently you know with the quality writing and the editing you know it's uh yeah so I, I would agree with that 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 is an attractive feature to pornography today as opposed to yesteryear and then i would say that's probably one of my fetishes is i enjoy seeing more realistic people doing realistic things than watching a, a glossy produced video don't you think that after some point um, that it becomes, and I, and I know you mentioned the variety, there's an endless well of variety, but if, if you know, you've got things that don't tickle your fancy and you're not watching them, ultimately doesn't it become stagnant and boring and it's repetitive and you're not, it's not really doing it what it's supposed to for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I'm yes. not on you. Well, if you've got it, CT, then answer it. Maybe it'll guide me. Go ahead. Uh, well, if I understand what you're what you're saying, uh, then yeah, that's that can be a that can be a real problem because then what do you turn to? You know, there's a song. Was it Blink One Eighty Two? Had a had a song back in the '90s that said, uh, "Oh, what was it said?" Does uh, one masturbate uh, lost its fun? Exactly that song. Exact that that song when when masturbation's lost its fun or whatever, whatever the line is. Yeah. So you know exactly what I was talking about. Um, and because it's a popular, it's a popular, or it's a, it's a well-known concept. It may not be popular, but it's a well-known concept that once it starts to get stagnant, you're kind of screwed, man. You, you, you got to look for other, other, other ways and other areas to uh, get the same thrill that you readily got, you know, before it became stagnant. If that's, what you're asking well and i think i think though and, and maybe i'm also not answering this question correctly but i will give it a shot the, the reality is is that you your your own interests drive what you watch so if you've got varied interests if you've got a bunch of things that you're interested in you can rotate through them so it might have been a long time since you've seen 
lesbians together. All right, well, now all of a sudden that's very exciting because it's been maybe three or four months since you've seen that. Or maybe maybe you're really into like um, uh, pornography where it's, it's uh, like an ant or something, right? That kind of fetish. Oh, okay, great. Well, now it's been a while since I've seen that. I mean, you just, you can have like a, uh, a whole list of categories and you can kind of rotate through them. And then the other thing is, is that for the most part, uh, a healthy male is going to have a wellspring of desire flowing out of him. That if you, if you are, if you're watching too much and you are taking care of yourself, whatever you want to call it, masturbation, you're doing that too much. All you really have to do is just stop for a little while. And you'd be amazed how quickly that desire will come back up and now all of a sudden a video that was boring a week ago or two weeks ago is very exciting because your desire level has come back from, from abstinence, even for a short period. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, to, to piggyback off of that or to whatever metaphor you want to use. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, back I, at me. Damn it. We're not shooting a video. <laughs> we're a thousand miles apart. <laughs> Everyone knows what we mean. <laughs> I hope. Uh, um, yeah, there's, you know, I don't think, I don't think I've ever experienced really fully that uh, the idea that it got old and stagnant uh, because along those same lines is let's say you're exploring a category of pornography. Let's call it, let's say you're ex exploring a uh, POV blowjob, the POV blowjob. Okay. Which is a category of, of, of pornography. At least I, I think, because I'm making that up. I have no prior experience with that, but anyway, Let's say you're 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 splatter bombing the POV job, right? Uh, eventually, two things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to run out of examples of the POV blowjob, and so you don't have any more to really explore. And number two, you're going to come across that one or those two videos out of a hundred that are just like whoa. Yeah. That girl knows what she's doing or wow. I mean, the, the, just something in the chemical makeup of that video. It's going to, that you that you will return to again and again and again before it becomes stagnant or, or when it does become stagnant, that's okay. You still have that video that you can go back and watch periodically from time to time. So getting stagnant in pornography is not like getting stagnant in watching a NASCAR race. Yeah. That's negative. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, porn doesn't really. And then there's new content being. Yeah, there's new content being created with twists on a theme over and over and over again, right? There's there's entire studios out there that are. I mean, the. I mean, we talk about we talk about how we like the more uh, amateur amateur pornography, but the reality is there's studios out there that are producing incredible amounts of stuff and they will have like one studio will have 50 or 60 different brands and each brand is a kink basically and it can be everything from you know like brother and sister or stepbrother and sister or uh incest in general or it could be um anal or it could be whatever and they just they'll have like at the beginning of the video they'll sit there and they'll have this card that comes up that shows all the different brands that this particular studio makes and it's like every kink you can think of all listed out on this on this card. 
and they're producing videos. Well, you know, I mean, the, the industry is notorious for it, right? Oh yeah. I, I shot, I've shot four weekends this, or I've shot four movies this weekend. Right. And yes. it's when they, they pump them out very well, that count that bad. They, uh, they shoot videos very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's true. I mean, there is there is a ton of content out there, um, you know, and, and, and a wide variety. Um, but if you're doing it, do you ever feel where, you know, there is that that risk of doing it, of, you know, of it becoming um, habitual? And, and I don't uh, let me clarify what I mean by 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 that. Um, now, I, I have heard and I and I've, I've, I know some people who that's what they do they start their morning with it they go to work they come back and it's they don't even make dinner and they're already on the computer watching it and you know while dinner's sitting there burning behind them or it's in a microwave you know is it possible um especially in today's society um where we are you know just take 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 just absorb absorb so much of it that it's we become entranced by it it's just something that is just there that we have such readily easy access to it we don't feel that we need to moderate ourselves mm. not if not if like michael said earlier he mentioned the healthy male mind you know not if you have a healthy mind if yeah. you're healthy minded about it then i don't it's like anything too much of anything is a bad thing right? Even too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Okay. And so if you, if you're able to moderate it, uh, then you, I don't think that's a problem. And here's how you moderate your pornography. After about 20 minutes, you go spank the monkey and then you're done and you're moderated and you don't have to worry about, about watching it anymore. You can wait till tomorrow to watch it if you want to for another 20 minutes. I think, and then you spank the monkey and you're done. Man. <laughs> I, mean, I think, I think the proof of that is that you see teenagers doing other things, right? If <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ever, you've ever walked like through a skate park and you're sitting there going, these guys are out there running off of their skateboards and falling onto concrete and stuff. And you're like, why are you doing that? There is porn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so the, if the, the reality is, is that it's, the, the sex drive of, of a human being is a part of that being. It's not the entirety. So I think, I think there are people that fall into that where they, they watch a whole lot. But I think most people, they have a bunch of other interests. And once they've sated that desire, they can now allows them to focus on other interests that they have. Right. So, yeah. That brings me up to another question. Um, and I... I had this conversation with someone very recently who is not really into watching it. Um, but do you feel, uh, and this question is for you, Michael, because you are in a relationship. Do you feel that um, relying on it, on porn to, you know, to get the, the motor running, do you feel that it could be construed as a form of cheating? Yeah, so that's actually a good question. Um, I think I think the question of whether or not it's considered cheating is is going to be based on the relationship that you're in. So, um, in in our relationship, the reality is is I I have a sex drive that would make it where I want to I would like to have sex every day, like seven days a week, 
every, every day. It's just, it's something that is that strong of a desire for me. Uh, my wife does not have that same level of desire. So what are my options? My options are to be really, really frustrated or to watch pornography. And so we've kind of made a deal where, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to do that. Um, but it's not, the reality is, is if I'm, if I'm watching pornography and then Jen were to enter the room and join me, I would be very happy to turn off the video and be with her, right? She takes that top priority spot every time. So um, I, think, I think that where you run into the problem is when you start to expect, A, you start to expect things that you see in porn from your spouse that are not realistic. And there's a lot of stuff in porn that is not realistic. It just isn't. And then the other thing is, is if you start making it where that's your top priority, Right. If if you're like, I'm going to ignore my family, I'm going to ignore my wife and I'm going to go do this, especially if she's interested in doing something. If she's like, man, I got some time. Would you like to go do something? No, no. I'd really rather just sit here and spank the monkey to this particular video. Then I think it's become an issue, at least in, in our relationship. It has. Um, and it's different for everybody. Right. The, the reality is we're talking about this pretty openly, but there are groups of people, men included, that feel like pornography is a scourge on our society. And um, they almost treat it as if it's something new, right? And I'm like, you know, pornography has been around forever. It has been around since people were able to draw on cave walls. And so the idea that the idea that you're going to be able to tamp it out in your life is it's it's got to be a personal thing, right? It can't be something where you can go and you can say, as a society, we need to decide we're no longer going to allow it because you'll never tamp out the sex drive of humanity. You just never will. And that's one of the outlets that's, it's just way too convenient to get rid of. It's kind of like saying we're going to get rid of electricity, right? Let's all go back to using fires to light and heat our homes. Everybody would revolt at that because electricity is just so much more convenient. So. Yeah, I, th I, I think pornography is like anything else. It can be used as a tool or it can be looked at as um, cheating. Like, I mean, who's to say that some woman doesn't have a dildo and her husband goes, oh, you're cheating on me with a dildo. You know, to him, he she is. But to she but to her, she's not. You know, it's right. Uh, you know, it's there. There we're talking about categories of pornography. One of them is uh i let my wife suck off my best buddy you know yeah. At, yeah. At, at that point and more it's the best buddy <laughs> cheating because in any other relationship that would be cheating but now yeah. he's a tool he's a prop you know and so yeah pornography itself is kind of the same way are, are you using it to better your relationship at least sexually because I don't think you're going to better your relationship spiritually with porn that's just where I stand but you are never you know yeah, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but but again, uh, are you using it to better your relationship in some way, or is it being used to make your relationship weaker in some way? You know, that's and it depends on the the, the relationship of the individuals, like Michael said. Is invoking God's name increasing the spirituality of your relationship? Because what? It could be. It could be. Because I mean, if she's going, oh God, oh God, oh God. Does that, <laughs> does that yeah, that's spirituality of your relationship. It could you know, be misconstrued as idolatry, just saying. Oh man, good point. Dang it, that's a good point. 
And this is this is going deep conversation here. Oh, but, I know. Um, but you know, I so I don't I don't think that I don't think that most men view pornography as cheating. Um, I don't I can't say what the women view it as, but I, I would say that most men don't view it that way. I think that they the reality is that I think most men are just looking at it as I have this need I have to fulfill. I've got to do it. And it's, it's, it's so powerful. It's so hard to explain if you don't, if you're not experiencing it, it's, it's such a powerful need that desire to reach that climax and get that release and talking about post nut clarity is a term that you'll hear bantered around a lot. And the reality is that that comes in a couple of different forms, but the reality is, is your, your thinking is actually muddled. It is so hard to concentrate. And then you'll go and you're like, all right, I'm going to watch a video and take care of myself. And then it's like, Oh, I can think again, right? Yeah. That load has been removed. That burden has been removed. And so if, if you have, if you've been lucky enough to get into a relationship where you have um, mutual compatible sex drives and mutual compatible interests, and you're able to uh, steal away the time, you're not busy with work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then you, you're going to find a lot of times, I think people don't really have as much interest in pornography in those relationships. Um, at least that would be the case for me. My interest in it is almost always about, you know, our day is so busy and I've got 20 minutes before I got to jump in the shower and go, well, all right, I'm going to lock the bedroom door and I'm going to pull up my iPad and go at it. And that way I can get rid of this burden that's in my brain and move forward with my day. It's, it's much less about about the other women being more attractive or more desirable. That's really not the case, um, at least for me. Yeah. Okay, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it does clarify for, does for those of, it, it does, it does. Because, you know, especially for those who perhaps, you know, as I said, are thinking of this vanilla cake, <laughs> you know, um, there's there you know there is a misconception it's about about it in in that sense that you know maybe oh well you know i'm not you know my measurements aren't 48 24 27 you know, or something stupid like that. So how can he be interested in me? So, you know, there is that aspect, you know, from a woman's standpoint is, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to be that, that image that he's watching. So therefore, am I in competition? Um, and, and whether a woman is honest enough to say that for herself or not, not every, and, and I'm not saying that every woman thinks like that, but from my, from, from conversations I've had and from, you know, experience that, yeah, that is a real, it's a, it's a valid point. It's a valid concern for us. So, yeah. And I can see that. I remember seeing a lot of television shows where the women will say, aren't I enough for you? Right. And that's, that's a loaded question. It really is. Um, the, the reality is, is that a relationship with a woman is different from what pornography gives you. Pornography gives you a sexual release. A relationship with a woman can also give you a sexual release, but there's also so many other ties that bind you to that person. Um, there's, I mean, the, the reality is, is that I don't really love anybody in pornography, but I love my wife, right? I, I'm not committed to anybody in pornography, but I'm committed to my wife. I'm not 
I wouldn't want to have kids with any of those people. I wanted to have kids with my wife. I wouldn't want to go into any kind of financial agreement with any of those women on the, on in porn, but I'm willing to do that with my wife. I'm willing to sit and talk about how best to uh, plan for retirement and what kind of car to buy and what kind of vacations to go on and what kind of sites to see and how we want to decorate our house for Christmas and how we want to decorate our house in general and what kind of furniture to buy. These are all conversations that, that I'm willing to have with her, that I like having with her, that the reality is, is some of those, the wrong person starts that conversation. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. And I'm not going to waste my time talking to you about it, but you, I care about enough to have that conversation. So when, when you, when you try to, when you try to put so much of your relationship into what he's viewing on that screen, the reality is, is you're, you're putting so many pieces in there that just are not there. They are just not there. It is, yeah. strictly, it is strictly a way to achieve that post nut clarity. Mostly that's really. Yeah. yeah. And what Michael's talking about, if I, and correct me if I'm wrong, are the more essential pieces of a relationship. Yeah. Uh, the the talking about values, the talking about uh, long term stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But to talk about the less essential part of a relationship, which is just sexual, sexual attraction. I, there comes a point, in my opinion, where this, this most sexually attractive woman to a man is the woman that's standing in front of him naked. And yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the hottest chick in the world can be on the computer screen naked, but she's not the one that's standing in front of him naked. And right. he, she is the one that he's going to want to desire. It, it reminds me of, um, I'll try to make this quick. I know we're probably running out of time, but a, a real quick story. I had a buddy that dated a cocktail waitress at the men's club, which is a high end topless bar here in town. And so I, having never frequented topless bars before I started frequenting the, the men's club because I was there. And one night I was there at the men's club and they had a, they had a competition of all of what were deemed the hottest women in Dallas. And so one after the other, these women came out and they were just top tens. I mean, they were looking at them. You say that I did this throughout the night. I was like, that is the most beautiful naked woman I've ever seen in my life. And then she would, and I would mean it like that. You can't get better than that. And yeah. then she would leave the stage and the next woman would come on and I'd be like, Oh, no, I was wrong. That is the most beautiful woman <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And this happened again and again. And again, I was like, my God, there's no such thing as the most beautiful woman in the world, except for from the man's perspective, she who was there before him, naked and eager. And now you're talking about the most beautiful woman in the world, the most, the one he's most sexually attracted to. So I think that's what pornography reminds us of, that the hottest woman in the world is the one standing in front of us naked. You know? Yeah. And, you know, and the, the reality is, is that um, a lot of people think that men aren't capable of developing deeper bonds with people. And that's really not true. Um, there's a deep emotional bond with my wife and with certain friends that I have that, but let's just keep it in the realm of my wife. There's a deep emotional bond there that is just not there with pornography, right? It just, it just isn't. And um, there's, there's like an understanding and a caring and a compassion there 
that is not possible with uh, with with pornography. It's it's bi-directional, right? I care for her; she cares for me. Right. So, um, the the reality is is that I think I think that uh, I think that women are viewing it from a perspective of guys only want one thing. And if they're getting that one thing from somewhere else, then they're not going to want it from me. And that's really not true. Um, men want a lot. They really do. They want those deeper emotional connections. Um, but they also do want sex. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, uh, but they do want those deeper emotional connections. There's, there's times when my heart hurts. I come home from a day being out in the world and I've had a rough day and I've had a tough drive home. And I've had conversations where I've had to be a jerk to people on the phone because I need to get something done. And that's the only way you can get it done. And I hate that. And, and I come home and my heart hurts. And I'm just like, I'm just done with the, the rigors of society. And I really just want somebody to sit down next to me and cuddle me up and just tell me they love me, even though I feel like a, a jerk and an asshole. And I feel like I've had to be mean to other people. They're like, you're still okay to me. And that means way more than anything I could get from a video screen, right? Yeah. You're not going to get that from pornography. You're just, you're just not. And that's what, that's what the relationship is in, in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah, there's a sexual aspect to it, but there's also that. There's also when, when she's making dinner and she, a song comes on that she really likes and she starts dancing in the kitchen. Fuck, man, that's a big turn on. And that's huge right? That's, that's way bigger than anything you're going to see on pornography. There's a lot of depth there that I think women don't take into consideration because they just don't think that, I don't, maybe I'm wrong on this. Correct me if I'm wrong, Patricia, but I think women just don't realize that men have that and that they are capable of that because it is very much there. I think there's, I think there's a societal um, expectation or perception is a better word, um, where, you know, it, it's not necessarily the top priority, you know, um, women are, are in, you know, and it's very stereotypical, um, but in, in a lot of ways, you know, there is that, that expectation, that emotional expectation that women have, we don't see it coming from men simply because it's not something that's ingrained into us, you know, like, it, um, referencing the conversation that Janet and you and I had the other day with the, with the podcast that we did, you know, there's, there's a different perception on how, on things, you know, and, and women tend to sometimes be harder on ourselves than, than, than others, because we don't see that we aren't seeing that, you know, that, that emotional connection, um, because we're not looking for it, if that makes sense. You know, it's, it, you know, we're, we're told, well, no, this is for women. Women are the emotional ones. Men are the more aloof and, you know, they, they're, you know, the macho guys and they do this and they do this. So I think, I think you're spot on. I think that there is, is, um, perhaps not as much awareness from women for that emotional aspect. Um, because it's not, an, it's not something that we're ingrained or trained to look for from, from, you know, from, from the cradle, we're trained to look for other things, you know, we're trained to look for the, the, um, you know, the, the bold and the, and macho and, you know, those sorts of things. So I think that, that 
has to come into play when we're when we're having a conversation like this because I think it's it's a way that we can differentiate the difference between how women think and how men think yeah. in regards, especially to this this topic, because it's it's a very enlightening. I'm like, oh wow, this is you know because that's not something that I would have considered you know it's like okay well you know like i said it's uh, i'm not going to compete with that so what's you know but knowing the difference it does make it, it it's a huge difference so yeah i would i would leave with this final thought on that which is um to try and give you a perspective of what that desire is that sexual desire is it's um if you've ever been um, have you ever had like a really bad cold or something, or you get drunk and you kind of feel how your mental acuity is kind of dimmed or your, or your, your, your buzzed, maybe not really drunk, but you're buzzed where you can feel things are slowing down and you're definitely not quite all there. Imagine somebody came along and just snapped their fingers and all that went away. And that's, or if you're taking a bunch of cold medicine and like somebody came along and snapped their fingers and, and it all went away, that, that fuzzy headedness just left. That's what it's like. The before and after of, of the having that orgasm for a man is literally is, is like that. You're, you've got this, your mental acuity is kind of bogged down by fuzziness and discontinuity and distractedness. And you cannot function at top performance, not even close. In some case, if it's been a long time, it can be really difficult to focus and you, you go and you have that uh, orgasm. And for whatever reason, it's like a switch. And all of that lifts away and is gone. And you feel, well, you feel really good, obviously. There's endorphins involved. But you, you also feel that, okay, now I can focus. Now I can go do the work necessary to get our life moving again, right? I the not now now going to work is an easy thing you're not sitting there all day distracted thinking about it while you're trying to do your job you can go and mow the lawn without a guilty conscience you can i mean there's all these different things you can do now that are much easier to do so i, I just want to kind of really reiterate that point it's the, i don't know what it's like for women i i wish i knew we'll have to ask that on the on the writing women podcast but i would love to know what what that's like if that even builds up but for man it builds up and it and it needs to be addressed it's something that has to be addressed otherwise he can't function as well as he should and it's yeah, yeah yeah when when mickey told rocky hey rocky women make knees weak they make your legs weak i was always at i've always asked why is it yeah. because you're having sex with them or because you're not having sex with them and i'm like if the argument is women make legs weak because you're having sex with them, I disagree with that. I think if yeah. you want clarity and focus, you got to go get you got to go get that out of your head and then yeah. step into the ring with Apollo Creed because now you can, you know, you can, you yeah. know, you're not you're not looking at him, seeing her. Yep. Yeah, you're looking at him, you know. So yeah, yeah. that's, I, so, that's I, so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And on that note, thank you everyone for coming this week. Um, this was a little bit of a, a deeper <laughs> topic than yeah. we thought, but uh, 
Thanks again to C.T. Andrews and Michael Aspen for your insight and uh, sharing your, your experiences. Um, looking forward to next week's episode. Thank you everyone for joining us and we will talk to you all next week. Do not forget to check out our website, writingguys.net. Drop your questions and uh, so that we can answer them and we will talk to everyone very soon. Have a great week. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.